who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language. And with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons from sentient swords to swindling salesmen. And today... We're talking about oozes? get our ooze on um let's get her ooze on yeah <laughs> oozes ooze on i love oozes I, they're so much fun for me I, like i don't know what it is about them they, i think it's their their beautiful simplicity they're just beautiful they're just, just they're just such simple ass creatures so, but i think what i love about a is you never have to explain shit with an ooze or a blob or a pudding or whatever you want to call them depending on which one you use like you can just put them in a place and no one asks any questions because like I don't know. There's just oh, damn, some ooze yeah, well, got into I, my... It's yeah. like having a mold problem. I, yeah, I guess <laughs> so, right? Well, there are some oozes that act more like molds, and we'll get into that. That's why you need to really... If you want to have a clean dungeon, you really need some like ventilation in there. You're going to start growing oozes. Well, it's, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, Also, oozes are... No, okay. Oozes are kind of known to clean their habitat by just their existence there because they're just acidic. They're acidic blobs of hunger, and so all they do is devour all everything they encounter including all the dust and dirt yeah everything's so. super clean except for all that fucking ooze yeah well i mean they leave a nice sheen <laughs> oh shit. a lot of times yeah. they're acid so, washing the stone yeah they're like uh, dungeon roombas if you will <laughs> um so what i like uh, this episode's about brought to you by dungeon roomba yeah there we go <laughs> um 
So oozes and slimes comes in a lot. Of, they come in a lot of different. Uh, I was gonna say flavors, but they come in a lot of different like shapes, and sizes, and colors. Well? Uh, horrible, I imagine. Uh-huh. Incredibly, they would probably burn your fucking mouth off. Um, like Listerine. Like Listerine, yeah, dial two thousand, yeah. Um, oozes usually have unknown origins, which I think is what I like about them so much. Is again, you don't gotta explain shit. Why is it here? Who knows? Deal with it. <laughs> okay, deal with it, fuckers. Um, but sometimes they are explained. Like Jubilex is a demon lord who considers himself the lord of oozes, and it's right. said just pick something and become the demon lord of it because it's probably free. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> and it is said that perhaps like all oozes in all the world were born from Jubilex. Okay. And Jubilex does definitely have a huge sway over oozes. This isn't Jubilex's episode, but I will say like when he is around, he can raise them up and turn them sentient. Oh, he doesn't like pop like body pimples and like oozes come out. I'm thinking maybe it would be like that. Maybe. I mean, Jubilex himself is a giant ooze. He's so just a giant body He's pimple. a giant black ooze with like glowing red and green eyes. Right on. Yeah, and I mean huge. He's like 35 by 40 feet. So as he moves throughout like, the abyss. Yeah, like maybe like little oozes pop up from the yeah, trail. Yeah, I, I kind of picture it like that. So uh, they come. So oozes come in many shapes, forms, colors. They have a bunch of different abilities. They usually have literally zero intelligence, which is huh. fucking hilarious to me. It, it makes them uh, interesting to deal with. I don't think. I just ooze. They're essentially enormous amoebas. Okay. Which... Gary Gygax himself literally said his idea for the gelatinous cube and the other oozes was he just wanted something simple that could be plopped into a dungeon and he based this thing off. The only thing in nature he based it off was amoebas. That's basically what they are. He got up in front of of hundreds and thousands of people at a conference and said, look, guys, I just want some big amoebas, okay? Yeah, yeah. Which I find interesting because... Deal with it, assholes. (laughs) (laughs) I find interesting because like it's such a simple idea and I can't think of anything... Prior to D and D, that has anything similar. Cool. Like I just can't think of anything. So this is a D and D original. Yeah, I would say so. But what's funny is it's a D and D original that you now. I mean, I'm sure you've played a lot of games. Oozes are found throughout all kinds of fantasy RPGs. Uh, Legends of Zelda has them. Um, um, Dragon Quest has them. Slimes Final Fantasy has them. Sometimes True. like oozes are just a thing. Like I think Mega I, Man has them. Mega Man has them. Yeah, there's Mega just Man something Zero. about oozes. You have to cut if you hit it with your saber, it splits into two, and only one of them has a robot head in it. But if you keep okay. if you keep hitting them with your saber, they split up into into more pieces and they bounce around the room. Yeah. It's harder to avoid them. And that's and that's another thing in D and D that comes from D and D, where if you lower a lot, there's a lot of oozes out there where if you get them to low enough HP, they split. Or the and they'll split again sometimes. Multiply. Um, Willow, my, the old Nintendo video game Willow had a bunch of oozes. Oh, like, cool! Oozes are a common thing throughout RPGs. Uh, Terraria has slimes that roam around. Um, so I, I, I would just argue that there's just something about oozes. They're just so simple, and you just put them in anything, and no one asks any questions. Nice. Like, there's just something nice. nice about that. That being said, them being simple, uh, they're often used in very creative ways, which is another reason why I like oozes because of because of their bizarre simplicity they can be used in they can be used almost more as props than as monsters okay um and uh, i'll give you i'll give you some examples so like the gelatinous cube is the one i see the the one most used in creative ways and like the most common way i see it used creatively is they will be hallway guardians okay the thing about yeah. gelatinous cubes is within a certain amount of reason they will fill the um container at which they are contained 
including okay. a hallway. Okay. And because they are 100% clear, the, the whole concept is that it will fill up the hallway and an adventurer will just walk right into it. Yeah, and that's it's just like thinking. this hallway guardian. It just kind of sits there until it's disturbed and then it starts to slide out of the hallway and like come after you. You open the door, make a perception check. And if you roll an at 20, I'm going to tell you that you see like some kind of gleam or shine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't see it, you'll walk right into it. And then you know, roll initiative. That's dirty. Yeah. And it will immediately <laughs> start to digest you. Yes. Um, and that's another thing, too, is like there's just these creatures of hunger. They just float around. I don't know. There's something about them. I like oozes. Um, I've seen where gelatinous cubes are put into a pit and it's kind of the same deal where they kind of fill up the pit. And so when the trap door falls or whatever, you don't fall into anything. You fall into the ooze. Yeah. You don't take fall damage. You yeah. immediately start taking ooze damage. Exactly. You just fall right into it and you're like, shit. And, and you know, what do you do from there? And then I imagine the ooze will start to slide slowly out of the pit. <laughs> right. Slowly up. Yeah. He falls into the trap door. The rest of you see this and you look down into the pit and you see him floating in what seems to be midair. And he yeah. immediately starts to scream. Yeah, well, <laughs> except for he can't because like, he's surrounded by ooze. So it looks like he's screaming, but you don't yeah. hear anything. Yeah, exactly. Get in there and yeah. save him. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, sometimes they will literally actually be used as dungeon Roombas. And like a wizard will just have one that he lets float around his fucking lair cleaning shit up. <laughs> like I've seen The evil that. dungeon run, yeah. running this. The, sorry, not the evil dungeon. The evil wizard running this evil dungeon probably. Yeah. Kills a party member, kills some party members, and goes and Roombas up all their shit. And yeah. now he's got swords. There you go. There you go. And that, that's kind of a thing. What's funny is there is this thing when it comes to um, ooze acid. Sometimes it damages metal. Other times it digests everything but metal. And it seems to be used haphazardly. Like I know that a lot of the oozes mechanically in 5th edition have uh, a thing where they damage weapons when they're struck by struck by weapons. Okay. Uh, to the point where if the damage stacks and if it gets to a factor of five, the weapon is destroyed. Uh, Which, yeah, that'll fuck you like up. Crumbles on especially, that yeah, especially a low-level character, that'll fuck you up. Um, but at the same time, like, oftentimes you'll see gelatinous cubes just floating around with, like, a bunch of bones and, like, uh, metal objects in them keep that your, they couldn't digest. Keep your spare longsword on you. Adventurers, yes, definitely. So, like, yeah, when you when you go underground, uh, you might not carry be around up a with, spare weapon. Yeah, exactly. Um, here, here's one I like to see, and one that's scary is you. They will be like magical darkness assassins. Where <laughs> what ja, ja, cubes oozes? Well, not usually not cubes. Magical uh, darkness ooze. <laughs> well, no. What what it is is you'll see like a Hell setup where kill you in the night. You'll see a setup where there's a room that's shrouded in magical darkness. Okay, which and, I hate. Which everyone hates. And you wander into it, and you can't see shit, and you can't do anything to dispel the darkness usually because it's like set there in a special way. And there'll be like uh, gray oozes on the ceiling, and they've. Boom, 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 drop down because they have blind sense. They don't need to see. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're fighting these acidic monsters that are all around you. You don't know how many there are. You can't see anything. Yeah, magical darkness assassins. I'm just, I got, yeah. I put my sword out directly in front of me and I 360 as many times as I can there in six seconds. And then next thing you know, <laughs> your sword feels really light and you go and you touch it and it's gone. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and then so. I pull up my spare and I do the same yeah. thing. Ah. No, no. Oozes can definitely be very dangerous and very I'm an archer. Scary. I'm just doing 360 shooting arrows yeah. into the darkness. <laughs> So um, there's one really cool take that I, I saw, I read about, uh, which I thought was genius, and I'm going to use it one day. Um, and it was like a honeypot scenario. So these uh, these adventurers were um, going through like some sort of dungeon, some sort of wizard's dungeon, looking for loot. And they come into a room, which is 
it's kind of a small room. Like you, you, you walk into the door and in front of you, you see like maybe 20 feet by 10 feet worth of room. And then there's like a ramp that goes up like 30 feet. And at the top, there is like a chandelier that's a giant glass orb full of water. And inside is a bunch of like gold and treasure and shit. Oh, fuck. And so the adventurers, they want what's inside there. So the ranger shoots down the glass orb, which then hits the, hits the ground, shatters, becomes sliding down the ramp, all the treasure. And it's not water at all. It's a gelatinous cube that was... Filling its container and look like an orb of water. <laughs> and next thing you know, there a giant gelatinous cube and a bunch of treasure just avalanche onto these players. Oh, like, fuck. that's an amazing trap. That's fucking cool. I really like that. That is really cool. Yeah. So uh, I probably now that you know about it, probably won't do that trap with you, but I will do that trap one day. Just do it in like a long time from now when I don't remember this. Anymore. Yeah. There you, well, I mean, that's such a specific thing. I think you'll be like, why does it sound familiar? Oh, wait, wait a minute. Why would this chandelier have a bunch of gold in it? Yeah. And why a ramp leading directly to us? This is an add up. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, you can like uh, you can stack. You can double down on it and be like, yeah, the chandelier is a fucking mimic and the fucking cube comes out and there's also a mimic. Oh, that'd be shitty. Yeah. Oh, man, that's <laughs> shitty. I like it. That's Why a cool idea. <laughs> like, yeah. Ooh, I just got a mit- my uh, one of my first mimics set on me in one of the games I was playing. It's cool. This is this episode's not about mimics. This episode's no, it's about not. Loses. But I like mimics a lot, too, and they, they'll get their own episode. You do a lot of cool um, stuff with mimics. So with uh, with oozes being mindless and for the most part, except for the cube, formless, um, it makes them, interestingly enough, immune to a lot of shit. Um, they're mindless, so they can't be feared. They can't be charmed. Um, they uh, they they're blind, so they can't be blinded. They don't have ears, so they can't be deafened. They can't be knocked prone because they're an ooze. Um, and <laughs> because of the nature of like the fact that they're like not an animal. Like or a living like humanoid, like they can't become exhausted. They're immune to all of these effects. Uh-huh. Um, very often, uh, they are immune to acid in general and resist most elemental spells. Yeah, they also resist slashing damage as well as we've talked about damage the very weapons which are hitting them. Yeah, they're just big like defense blobs. Yeah, like yeah, they're they're a fucking problem. They're mm-hmm. they're often Giant more of an obstacle slash trap than they are a monster. Uh, and again, they could be used in all these super creative ways, mostly because they're mindless. Like you can't, you can't lock something. You can't usually lock something up uh, in that uh, glass orb honeypot thing we talked about. If it can think, because it's going to fight its way out eventually. Usually, like you have to take further precautions to make that trap work. But it's easy with a ooze; it's not going to fight. It's just going to sit there, yep. mindlessly until the glass breaks. And then it's just going to slide down the ramp into these players and taste them and then begin to try and eat them. Okay, so obviously probably doesn't age or or die of old age. That's a good question. Um, probably not. So um, how do you... So this is a creature with HP. Mm-hmm. What normally happens when your party that you're dungeon mastering over kills your ooze? What does it look like? Um, usually I see oozes when, when they die, they just kind of dissolve into liquid. Uh-huh. And like evaporate like away or something. Evaporate away or, or something. Like one, one of the fun things about like gelatinous cubes specifically is you can I, uh, often see the prize inside of it. Yeah. And so you're like, I'm going to kill you, bitch. And, like, <laughs> and then like you get that, that joy of it evaporating and then bam, there's your loot. It can carry more treasure yeah. than most things. Yeah. Yeah, it can definitely because it's big, and and I think there's something that like really speaks to the video gamer inside of me of like you kill a monster and it drops like yeah, a treasure exactly. Like, after, yeah, that's that's fun. I like that. Um, 
Like looting, just nothing like looting some bodies. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I was gonna say this. There's there's another origin for oozes, and I prefer this one personally. And it's the one that Gary Gygax kind of had in mind. Um, he had a quote saying this, where like oozes are often a byproduct of like alchemical experimentations going wrong and like random magical shit getting drained down into the sewers, and then it becomes sentient and becomes a news. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I'm like, that's cool. I kind of like that. Nice. Um, but, I mean, you really can put a ooze anywhere. No one's going to question it. You can put it in a forest. No one's going to really question it. You put it in a water situation where they can swim. Like, oftentimes, like, gray oozes can, like, swim around. Don't need to breathe. Yeah, they don't need to breathe. No one's going to question it. Under dark, no one's going to question it. The abyss, anywhere. There's nowhere you can put these oozes that anyone's going to question it, except for maybe the sky. Or, like, fly. the middle of town. Like, shit, how did this ooze get here? Oh, yeah, like well, it town. climbed up from the sewer. Yep. There it is. I mean, you can Done. justify it easily. Yeah. I it's like, ah, oh, fucking ooze. <laughs> um, but speaking of all this, st- these sticky, sticky oozes, I'm thirsty, and I think we should take a short rest. Let's take a short rest. All right. Selling a little... Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million dollars stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. It doesn't matter if you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. It's like I said before, Shopify is going to take your business no matter what stage it's at and elevate it to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the part of the show where we stop talking about that last thing because it's bump time. And during bump time, we rest and we talk about other stuff. What is that stuff, Will? What are we talking about? Um, I think we are going to thank our fans. Thank you, fans. How awesome they are. You're awesome. <laughs> it's true, though. You guys are very awesome. And we love seeing all of the feedback that we get, all the comments. And uh, it, it, it's just really great. Yeah. Really, really fantastic. Good, that good mouth thank feel. Thank you guys again. And uh, then I think this is the part where we tell uh, people where they can find us. Yes. Um, where can you find us? Um, on YouTube and on podcast apps like Stitcher Radio and Podcast Addict. 
uh, soundcloud.com slash the dungeon cast searching dungeon cast on YouTube. I don't know. Is that, is that everything? I think it covers it. But then, then I think the last part of the rest is where we, uh, tell people who like our content, what they can do for us. Oh, please. If you like our content, here's something you can do for us. And that's tweet about the show, tweet about the show or tell your friends. Um, if you don't know our Twitter, it's at the dungeon cast. You can follow us there and then you can start talking about us. Just a lot. Just a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, yeah, if you think there's somebody that um, would like the show, please let them know where to find us. Um, we'd really love to um, get them in, uh, learning about all this cool stuff. Jump on the bo- jump on the boat with me. Learn the cool things. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I think this is the part of the bump where uh, we thank them again and say, let's get back to the show. Thank you, guys. Let's get back to the show. All right. <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to our Uzi Uzi show. Okay, okay, yeah, it is quite Uzi today. Um, so let's actually talk about some specific oozes and their sticks. And and most oozes have like one thing that kind of sets them apart. Um, we're going to talk about the four kinds of oozes that are actually in the monster manual, and we're also going to talk about other slimes of note, if you will. Slimes of note, <laughs> yeah. So first, let's talk about the ochre jelly. It's your most basic of. Um, oozes. It's going to be, I think, the lowest CR rating out of all of them. It's like a golden blob of jelly that can climb walls. It's kind of its shtick, and it bludgeons you with pseudopods. It just beats you to death. Oh my god, <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> hilarious to me. It's just like, yeah, it just like takes part of itself, turns into like a pseudopod, and slaps you. It's not intelligent. It just um, wants to smash. Yeah, exactly. And oh then it, it also splits into smaller selves. Now, as it's damaged, or just as like a thing. As it's damaged. Oh, okay. God, can you imagine? It's multiplying. Oh no, it's hitting me more. Yeah, so many pseudopods. It's tanning my armor and my chest. Ah. Um, honestly, all the things that I just said is nothing special about, like there are other oozes do all of those things, but it is the like, only ooze that does the combination of those things. Are they like oily or like chemically in a way where if you set it on fire, it like might not have a, it might have a hard time putting itself out? Um, some oozes are more flammable than others, without a doubt. I think black pudding specifically might be uh, more flammable. I, that might not be correct, but I do know that some oozes are flammable and some oozes resist fire. Okay. I don't think the ochre jelly is flammable. Um, the ochre jelly can climb walls, which I think would lend you to think that it's probably sticky. But the way I've always seen it depicted, I think it just like... I think it's actually less sticky and more... Um, it makes like suckers, like, a, yeah, like an octopus, like, like trapping that, air yeah. and stuff. I don't see it as being sticky because I see you just getting slammed by these fucking pseudopods. <laughs> and yeah, you're just getting like real bludgeoned and oh bruised. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I picture the ochre jelly. But next, let's talk about the gray ooze, which is much, much, much different. Yes, first, of, first and foremost, it's gray and not gold. Yes, it's gray and not golden. And it's also smaller, usually. Um, I'm picturing these as kind of formless. like a translucent... All these oozes are translucent? Or? No, actually, ochre jelly's not at all, and neither is the gray ooze. It's um, just a solid block of or blob of... Of this golden... Juice? Ju- not even juice. Jello? It's like, almost like a... Like a Gak? putty. Do you remember Gak? No. Silly putty putty? Or like... Um, like clay... Like earth? Like Play-Doh? Like Play-Doh. But, but like moist Play-Doh. Just moist Play-Doh. Real, real, real moist. Hit that Play-Doh with the spray bottle. Yeah. Bring it yeah. back to life. <laughs> there, you got yourself an ochre jelly. <laughs> um, okay, so great oozes. That's a, um, that's a quick DM trick out yeah, there. there. Just you go. Take a, take, a, take a little scoop of Play-Doh, put right. some gold food dye in it. Roll it into a square and hit go. it and hit it with the spray bottle. As, as we're <laughs> As we're going through these different types of oozes, they are going to get... 
uh, increasingly scarier. Okay. <laughs> like, we're laughing about the ochre jelly. Some of this shit gets fucked up. So the, <laughs> so the gray ooze... We shouldn't be laughing. Yeah, well, this how is dare serious, you. serious business. Player characters die. Um, so gray Real ooze, fake Dear God, can died. I talk about gray oozes? <laughs> yes. Fuck. All right. So gray oozes are the sneaky oozes of the ooze world. They slither about like snakes. They're really small. Okay. And they can disguise themselves as stone. Oh, if they what? Are, if they're motionless, they will look like stone. Um, they are also incredibly acidic. They're, this is the first of the acidic oozes that we're going to talk about that corrode metal when they're okay. hit. And we talked about that. The way that works is every time you hit um, one of these oozes, uh, your weapons take a negative one penalty uh, to their hit and damage until they culminate to a maximum of negative five, at which point they are auto-destroyed. Oh. Uh, they also auto-destroy any ammo, ammunition that's fired into them, whether it's arrow or bullet or, or you bolt throw or your whatever. Sword. Uh, I guess a javelin. That can, does a javelin count? I wouldn't make a javelin count. Oh, so this is more of a mechanical, like projectiles, like ammunition only yeah, thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, auto destroyed. Um, also, these things can eat through two inches of metal within one round. Nice. Yeah. So that's scary, dude. Yeah, that's a fast. Two inches of metal rate. in six seconds. Yeah. Holy fuck. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Any questions about gray uses? They can't climb walls or anything. They just slither about. So they don't turn into snakes. They just look like snakes. Uh, it's just they're just these formless things that just kind of slither. Okay, yeah. got it. So it could look like a snake if you want it to, but yeah. Moving on, mm-hmm. black puddings. I There's- saw something in um, last episode. We were in the Out of the Abyss book. Uh-huh. There was like a, a pudding king or a pudding demon lord or something like that. Who was it? Huh? Jubilux? Maybe. Oh, that's yeah, that yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah, the one we've the been talking pudding, about this whole time? The Pudding King? That's what it's referring to? I don't know if he's called the okay, Pudding I'm, King. I'm opening it back up. Jubilux the Pudding King is I, not very scary sounding. Well, I don't think it was the title. Like, <laughs> here, you keep talking. I'm going to look for it. All right, so Black Puddings are actually pretty scary. There are these heaving black mounds of sticky slime. Uh, they can climb walls. The Pudding, the pudding King. King. Oh, it's, it's small a monster. humanoid. Let me see that. I want to see that. Okay. Um... This is the Out of the Abyss module, by the way. And yes, oozes are very common in the Underdark. Uh, it's a small humanoid gnome. It's a gnome. Why is he called the Pudding King? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, question. I don't know. I kept uh, seeing it like, what? Is this a demon lord? But it's just near the demon lords. Maybe he commands uh, oozes, or maybe he's just insane. Insanity is a big part of this module. Okay. This is not ooze-related, Brian. I'm disappointed in you. Well, it says the Pudding King. What <laughs> okay. do you want from me? All right. The Black Pudding, a heaving black mound of sticky slime. Uh, they climb walls. They're very sticky. And their thing is they like to leap onto prey. Okay. Um, they don't have... Okay. They don't have the engulf ability in this game, but they should because that's kind of their thing. They leap onto things and engulf them and tr- then begin to eat them. Yeah. Uh, and the thing about them is the gelatinous cube is like this floating liquid that you can't swim out of. Or you can. You just got to try really hard. The black pudding is like the sticky thing that like... I, like uh, Do you got the monster manual open still? Yeah. From our from our last episode on demons, yeah, we record these back to back, folks. Um, go to oozes. I, I want you to okay, give me a second. Yeah, to get yeah, there. okay. I'll continue talking while you do that because I want you to see this image. But like the black pudding, like strangles its prey and kills them and then begins to digest <laughs> them. And it's honestly, it's this really horrific scene. Like I don't know, I I get claustrophobia sometimes and like, oh god, <laughs> is all I got to say about that. Yeah, like getting sucked um, up into that. Yeah, you're really scrolling through that real slow, aren't you? I think it we're on It won't let G's. me go faster. <laughs> um, they're also incredibly corrosive, much like the Grey Ooze. I think pretty much, for the most part, 
any other ooze that isn't the ochre jelly um, that we're going to talk about today is going to be corrosive. Um, and I oh, made it. You're there. You're there. There it is. Everybody. You see that? What is that? Like an ogre? And it's just being yeah, like by the black strangled by this black pudding. So like they don't have the engulfability, but I would I would I would homebrew it. So this that looks they do. like engulfing. Yeah, it looks pretty engulfing, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah, I would give them that ability just because. Um, Gelatinous Cube, my favorite, my favorite monster there is. Period. I think it's silly and hilarious. And if I ever roll a wizard, I want to work with my dungeon master to, that I can have a mini gelatinous cube is my familiar because <laughs> I think that's fun. Um, they're transparent cubes of acid. They fill any space they choose to within a size of 10 by 10. All they know is engulf. That is the only ability they have. It is all they do. <laughs> they move at like 10, uh, 10 uh, feet per round and they engulf. It's all they do. Um, I love the gelatinous cube. It's like your slow moving end yeah, there's trapping you in a corner. Yeah, there's something bizarrely horrifying and charming about the gelatinous <laughs> cube. So those are the, your four uh, oozes in the monster manual. But some of the more fucked up oozes aren't even in that book. And I know the Volo's Guide has some. I'm not sure which one it, which ones they do have. But let's talk a little about a little bit about other ones. So let's talk about green slime. Okay. Uh, green slime is a more mold or plant-like creature. It doesn't move. It stays in one place and it grows kind of like a mold. Now it doesn't just keep growing, but like it grows to like a size of a puddle. Okay. All right. And sometimes it'll hang on plants and whatnot. And it's deal. Number one is that it, if you don't destroy every bit of it, it will simply grow back. But if it attacks you, uh, it'll attack nearby passerbys and gets onto you and like burns you or whatever it is it does. Eventually, if you don't get rid of that um, hand or arm that it got on, you will be transformed into a green slime yourself eventually. Like you just turn into yes. a green slime. Yes. Now, there are no mechanics for this because I don't think the green slime exists in 5e yet, but there will be. And yeah, that's horrifying. That's like a body horror. Yeah, thing. it's like, like manipulating your yeah. DNA or something. I mean, I'm sure a cleric could just heal it. But theoretically, if you're alone in the forest and there's no cleric, you need to cut off that hand now. But otherwise, suffer the consequences. Yeah, just make sure you put that hand on ice and get it to uh, like a healer immediately. Yeah. Um... Next up is, I, I don't want to say a favorite of mine, but it's definitely like an interesting ooze. And nothing like anything we've talked about. The Slithering Tracker. I do happen to know that this is in Volo's Guide. So if you want the stats on one of these, that's where you got to look. This is a ritual made ooze. And it is a ritual made, um, it has to be a willing person that becomes this ooze. Oh, you're transforming someone into an yes, ooze? Yes, and they have to be willing. And and here's the thing. like These are oozes of vengeance. <laughs> which is I a hate funny my sense. life. My family was murdered. Turn me into the ooze. Yes, it's uh, the person has to be willing and they have to basically have this insatiable thirst for vengeance for some wrong that was done to them. That only becoming an ooze can fix. Apparently. <laughs> what this ritual does is it draws all the moisture out of the body and transforms this person's soul and, and essence into this slithering ooze monster, usually with their face at the end of it. And oh, fuck. They keep their face? Kind of, well, they have a face, and I'm sure it would look reminiscent to what they look like in it's real like life. It's like the mask the Pokemon. And they keep their mental abilities, except for that their vengeance is dialed to a thousand, and they are driven to seek out whatever it was that they're, they're seeking vengeance on and kill it. 
And what they do is I think they like smother and, and suffocate whatever it is, whatever human wronged them. And uh, <laughs> but here's the thing, like um, sometimes the Slytherin tracker will have the mental capacity to um, extend that vengeance to all people related to the person that you're trying to kill. Okay. But eventually vengeance will be executed, at which point they will lose um, any like purpose. Okay, so their but drive is they they've achieved their goal. They've achieved their goal, and now they're stuck in this ooze. Now I'm just form, ooze, and they're stuck with this this vengeance that they can't satiate anymore because they've already done that. And they're just these nasty, vile creatures of of hate. And eventually, they go <laughs> insane and they become mindless. Yeah. Okay. So it's a real fucked up thing to do to yourself. But there it is, the Slytherin tracker. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about blood fire oozes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> They're giant. Okay. They are another ritual made ooze. It's an STI. What? <laughs> blood fire ooze. You don't want that. No, you definitely don't want a blood fire ooze. That's nasty. Um, they are a ritual made ooze uh, that requires an insane amount of innocent people's blood mixed with some demon ichor. And then the ritual will raise it into a blood fire ooze. And. Blech. Yeah, they're, um, I'm trying to remember, because I know I didn't write this down in my notes, but they're uh, they're particularly vicious, and they will seek out things to destroy. I think they're particularly flammable. I mean, okay. No, maybe it's the opposite. No, they're not flammable. They resist fire, and they cause fire effects a lot of times in what they do. Again, this this one doesn't exist in 5e, but... Um, but yeah, they're scary. Ugh. Yeah, blood yeah. If fire you oozes. see blood fire ooze on your, you know what? Yeah, uh, go seek that same healer we told you to see about the hand. Yeah, there you go. Um, snowflake oozes. This one's interesting. They're, I don't even want to call these oozes. They're just blobs made of snow. Is that an ooze, Brian? Do you consider that an ooze? No. Yeah, well, the game does. The game <laughs> calls them snowflake oozes, and they roam the tundras looking for warm-blooded creatures to devour. Okay. <laughs> fun, fun, fun stick about them is because they're made of snowflakes, they're like 20% air. And so there is like a, a 5% or no, it's more than that. There's like a 10% possibility that when you strike them, you'll just miss. Yeah. Okay. That's just, a, that's one of their sticks. All right. For sure. Yeah. So, and I, honestly, there's crystal oozes and all kinds of weird oozes, void oozes, all kinds of weird oozes. So we're not going to talk about them. A ooze for every scenario. Exactly. You there's can get in a snowball fight and accidentally hit your friend in the face with an ooze. Hey, there's a ooze for all occasions. There's a 20% chance a snowball will just pass directly through them, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, you got any questions about oozes? I, I think, I mean, it's a simple creature. We decided to do like a light, simple episode following our much heavier episode. Just the of marvel humans. of the human imagination. Like, yes, absolutely. Let me take this ooze thing and just sprint. We're going to get crazy with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think I think we're done. If you were to make an ooze. If I were to make an ooze? If you were to make your own special kind of unique ooze, what would you make? Um, I have no idea. But one thing I do know is I once ran, I didn't run, I once ran a game, though, where um, I had a NPC mad wizard who was collecting uh, different oozes. Mostly, he was collecting gelatinous cubes okay. because he was experimenting on them and trying to make uh, prior to uninvented delicious dessert, which he was going to <laughs> name Jello. Jello, he's trying to make Jello. <laughs> yes, he's trying to figure it out. He's like, I have a hunger from a life he in was another world. So close, but he just I have a he taste. Wasn't quite there. Yeah, <laughs> I would make. A um like muck or grimer. Oh, there you go. Yeah, a, po- yeah, even a poison Pokemon has oozes. Yeah, dude. Uh, I would make a poisonous like like just like slurry mass that would like 
try to like oil slick you, like get some in your mouth and make you sick. I like that. I like that <laughs> Just a lot. Goes around slapping adventurers in the face. There, there you go. Yeah, I would say I say that Muck from Pokemon is uh, cross between an ochre jelly and a black pudding. He bludgeons you with his pseudopods, but he can also engulf you. Don't let him uh, catch you in the minimized loop. Yeah, oh God, hell no. All right, I think we're off subject enough. Time to call it a game. Let's call it a game. All right. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.